Hello and welcome to the newest, the latest, the greatest flyover state of film. Uh, I'm your host this week, taking over the, the duties. The energy. The energy. Oh, what? It's high. It's high. I, I come in. I came in a little hot. I if little I hot. close my eyes, I could hear Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me bring it. It's a solemn day here at Flyover State of Film. Where oh, that's what you're going for. We, uh, no, I. We did have some news stuff we were going to talk about. The boys. Yeah, let's talk about. Let's talk about Norm Macdonald. But yeah, I was going to say like Norm Macdonald died unexpectedly today, and uh, that's a that's a rough one. That's a tough loss. It it hurt. It it. I read it, and it sat with me longer than I thought it would. Right, you're reading like, and I was like, man, that really fucking sucks. And then like. Rewatching all the clips everyone shared. Real, oh yeah, real comedians, comedian. As far as so like all any, if you follow any comedians, they're all posting clips of him because he's just the kind of comedian that other comedians admire. You know that like they think they're really funny. And uh, well, yeah. I watched. Oh, sorry, Brian. I no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Feel free. I watched I the one clip of him at the at the roast of Bob Saget, and like he's not getting any laughs because he's doing really flat jokes. And it's hysterical because of that. And then you start having that in here. And then you read about it, and it's like, yeah, they told him to clean up his whole act, so he just found his old jokes. I saw a story where he said that he they he didn't really know what to do because he's not an insult comic. Yeah. So he got out the old joke book that his like dad had given him. That was like one of those things where yeah. his dad well, gave him this old joke book when he became a comedian. Like it was a sweet gesture, but obviously not the kind of material that any yeah. comedian, let alone Norm Macdonald, does. It was and actually so Bob funny. Saget. Bob Saget um, begged him to do it because he didn't right. want to do it because what you just said because he's not an insult comic. But the as like like you guys, I saw a bunch of clips. But the one that I saw from the roast was like, "You have a face like a flower, a cauliflower, <laughs> a cauliflower." <laughs> but I, there's so many good ones, and I mean, you want to shout out his work on SNL. You want to shout out Dirty Work and uh, Screwed is one of those so bad it's good. It's like a Christmas. I like Screwed. You've been it's... talking about it for the last few years, and I've watched it now in the holidays, and I. It is enjoyable, but it's like enjoyable in that way that you have to be into that that kind of Norm Macdonald thing to like it because it's not it's not traditional, you know. And uh, I mean, what's his other movie yeah, like? Body like his, work, his his body dirty work, really. I mean, stands, he didn't too many but movies. what I gravitate towards with him are either his podcast or his interviews. Yeah. That's where he shined, especially with Conan O'Brien and David Letterman. Yeah. Like, he was one of those few guests that would just break Conan and Dave. Like, they would laugh so much with The Conan clip they kept going around with him and Courtney Thorne-Smith talking about oh, the Carrot Top movie. I was like, you could you could say that Norm Macdonald could have, he, he could have tanked that movie a little more than it He probably didn't help it, you know? <laughs> he, he certainly didn't help. I mean, it was never going to make money because it was Carrot Top and everything. I forgot but I, he I like that he rightfully would call out. Like he's just like, no, this is just like hilarious. We all know Carrot Top sucks. Don't pretend Carrot Top doesn't <laughs> suck. The the magic of that um clip is Conan Conan is always the professional trying to bring it back in, but letting the joke live. But at the same time, it, the actress is like dying to agree. Like she you can see it in her face. <laughs> she's like she's like, I to have to promote this because that's my job. But <laughs> like I feel like I have to watch I'm just on his IMDb now. Something called Vampire Dog, where he's the lead dog. 
<laughs> doing the voice. Well, yeah, he definitely did voiceover work, you know, as he got, because, I mean, he yeah. has a very distinctive voice. But, I mean, I, as far as, like, on film, you know, I mean, he didn't have a ton of, you know, he had a couple starring tries. He didn't really make do. that his focus. I vividly remember his voice. I was from SNL, but I vividly remember his voice just as like making jokes as the dog from Dr. Doolittle. And then like maybe a year later, you know, two, let's say two years later, sing Dirty Work and be like, that goes together. Because Dirty yeah, Work was like Kevin Nealon and then Norm MacDonald were my update guys. Like that's when that that's my yeah. era. That's when I was watching a lot. And uh, uh, he was so good. He was really I wanna, good. I want to shout out two clips. One with Larry King. Where Larry King is like, what do you want to reveal today? And he's like, I am a deeply closeted gay man, but I don't want to come out as a gay man. And Larry goes like, like, oh my God, what? Like Larry, you can tell Larry thinks he's got like the scoop. Yeah. He's like, I'm about like, Norm McDonald just admitted he's gay. Yeah. He's like, no, and he goes I'm not like, admitting that. And he's no, like, boy. wait, so you're saying that you're gay? He's like, hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> deeply closeted gay man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah, no, Norm was, I bet he wasn't always easy to t work with, and I mean, that's fine, but, like, any of those, anytime you have a comedian that other comedians really respect and think is funny, that's always something to take note of for me, like, somebody yep. who really has the, has the respect of their peers, and, like, that's who, that's who, so, it was a, it was a big loss, and I thought it was a good idea to chat about him just a little bit, we don't have to take yeah. up the whole show or anything, Yeah, we didn't also, change the episode to Dirty Work. Because I already no. did a DVD bunker of Dirty Work. Thanks, Norm, for dying and letting me plug my shitty YouTube show. Please that mute that. You... Um, he also... Link in the description. I'm going to actually link it this time. <laughs> for also, real. For real of, this time. It was one of the schlubs in uh, uh, Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's Frank. That's a, Billy's just one of Billy's friends. Yeah. Do you do you want to touch on any other news stories that we had on deck before we move <sighs> Matrix on? Four looks cool. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Matrix trailer looks fine. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be over a week old though, so we don't need to talk about it that much. People can watch it or whatever. I liked it. Um, I like that it looked di different from the originals. Yeah, I think it'll be so that. far. Yusuf, it looked it wasn't in that green filter. Yeah. But I but, think we what saw. I didn't, you know what? Knows, I maybe didn't it'll like, be a big swing. I didn't like. I, I want to say this. <laughs> Honestly, I, I didn't like, like that Neo looked like John Wick. Like he needed to have a different. Like mm -hmm. that aesthetic is John Wick now. So I get it that he's he recorded in between John Wicks and growing out his hair and his beard would have been like hard. But like I saw John Wick in the trailer. This is Keanu Reeves right now too. Like, yeah, he's just yeah, but it's like, like at least when he was head, he but, but no, this is my point. What my point was going to make though, you, you said it looks different, but I don't think it looks that. I I expect it to look like when they're in the Matrix. I only think we it, saw. You know what it felt uh, like? Saw stuff in the trailer that's out of the Matrix. You know what it felt like? It felt like the Animatrix. That aesthetic that some of the shorts had. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited for that, but you know TJ has been killing it in this episode, so I kind of want to swing it to him because he hasn't said a single fucking word in ten minutes. So maybe we start with his topic. He's scaring me. I have a topic. Uh, what? No, I, uh, sure. Okay. Uh, what was my topic again? You're killing it, man. We're killing yeah. it in this episode with you. 
TJ topic was horror movies that took big swings. That was Brian's alluding to with the I big. I remember, swing. I was trying to. T- I was already. Oh, uh, I thought I was the last topic. Yeah, I mean, everyone's been going crazy over the Malignant movie or Maleficent, whatever you want to call it. Uh, did all you guys see it? I don't think Brian did. No, I didn't see it. I mean, watching Wife Swap. All I've ever seen is just like all I'm seeing on Twitter is like, oh, that was crazy ending, and that he he really got went for it, and just... I saw it. I'm gonna be honest, it was fine, but I honestly do not understand this fucking just. That Twitter is doing right now is like go off, King. It's weird. Oh my god! Everyone I know, it was was barely watchable. Like I entertained some moments. I mean, it started off as a regular horror. Either way, I mean, so I was thinking uh, with like horror movies, which ones have been benefited from that big swing? Like, because this movie completely just turns itself on its head, and then now people are like, it's a dark comedy. But it, it's just like, well, I'm not buying. Like, you're just going, he's going to go with it now. Um, but, yeah, like, what what horror movie took the big swing and nailed it? And then which one just missed completely, in my opinion, just like malignant? Uh, Yusuf, go first. The Suspiria remake. That third I was act. thinking about that, too. I was thinking about that. Just so doing it, a Suspiria is remake it? is a big swing, in my yeah. opinion. Suspiria remake. So if you watch the original, oh, the original is very watch, like. There's a flyby about it. Oh yeah. There's is there? I don't know. I feel like you guys. Were no, just we, talking we should. About we, should we should. We should do. Um, that. You yeah. should do a flyover state of fear about it and not a flyby because we need episodes, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, somebody wasn't so busy planning their wedding. I mean, Listen, it's been a busy month. Buddy, you know, cutting his balls off. <laughs> So yeah, Suspiria, the, the original Suspiria is very slow, very methodical. It's more like a slasher. No, I'm and, sorry. I, I love my wife. I I, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> you always do this. <laughs> Clug a couple of these cans. <laughs> it's my Can birthday. You, sorry, great podcast. Wait, it's your birthday? Uh, no, uh, this is. It's, uh, I think you should leave, Joe. Um, so, Sorry. Uh, the original like don't kind of like plays around the 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 thought of witches. Like it's it's not that straightforward that it is actually witches in the covenant. And this one, they go like from the get go. We're witches. We're doing magic. We're doing fucked up shit. But that third act reveal of of Dakota Johnson becoming the entity that she became and then summoning this demon and there's essentially like this fucking like almost 10 minutes of slow motion gore and loud music and it's just like pure chaos i was in the theater watching it and when it took that turn i was just like looking around like what the like it was such a huge swing to like brian said not only remake uh suspiria just show this just pure madness of gore, sex, violence, and just over-the-top visuals, and you're like, I, I, I loved it. That was just such a good. That's such a good moment. I don't even but know. Yeah, that's, that that's mine. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Right. Me? Um, I, I had a hard time with this because you know I feel like I, I kept wanting to talk about the same movies. Like, a, a, my my original thought was the, the original. Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. 
is a big Ooh. swing, but then New Nightmare is like a bigger swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? After being established and having a successful run to then be like, let's really try. And you can kind of like, that's one that, that that's on the fence where it's like, it succeeded as far as I'm concerned as a film, but it failed as far as like to be successful yeah. in reigniting the franchise and kind of like, so I, I mean, uh, even though, even though it's now like considered a cult classic and it has like got, I think off the back of Scream, it it right. got garnered yeah. more respect because he took some of the aspects of that yeah. and like you know revamped it, it and kind of came at it in a different way. But, but it, it also keeps its like Freddy weirdness to it, which is great. Um, which I think if he had done Scream first, it would have not been Freddy weirdness. Yeah, yeah, I like, that's true. Like, I almost like, because uh, New Nightmare, I always say, is, like, my favorite Freddy movie, but I always even like the part that, like, some of the scenes that don't work, too. Like, Freddy over the highway chasing the kid. Like, I think that's the weakest scene in the whole yeah. movie. Um, so that that is a big swing, though, because it is considered, like, at the time, like, a what is this? Like, audiences didn't connect with right, it. Right, well, the audiences were different, too. I mean, you know there was that current of film fan that was into that sort of thing and that kind of deconstruction, but that wasn't, it's much more prevalent now, you know, and I have another one on the back burner, but it might be one of your guys' picks so we can move forward and we'll come around. Now, now that you say that audiences are different, um, that's the one point that I'll give. And that's one of the points that are, everybody's giving him one is that he made a, a, just like a dumb horror movie and like, a lot of the Freddy stuff is just like dumb fun, your know, kills, and it's just a mm -hmm. cool concept executed to a high level. Like, I get it. Like, there's a cool renaissance right now happening with horror where it's just like very cerebral and very uh, visual and tone yeah. setting. So, Malignant was none of that. It was just like dumb kills and it's it, just fast paced. Yeah, it's, I'll it's give him changed. that. But not also, to the point that everybody's on Twitter just going flipping their. That's well, the thing where it's like that. And that probably happens from a lot of the horror movies because I mean, twists that aren't something that haven't hasn't happened in movies for years. It's something that's been around, even if you notice it, you don't notice it. This is like one of those things that I don't know what it was or what turned me off about it. But there's the one scene where it just turns to like an action John Wick just. That weird, I gotta watch it still, but I mean, it, watch it. It's it's something that I want to watch it because I've literally gotten texts well, from not just you guys yeah. being like, "Don't watch this movie. It's really bad." <laughs> and then the Twitter discourse, and it's yeah. like, uh, I guess I gotta watch it because you know. The worst part is, like, like, you gotta like, remember Twitter's embedded with so many like film snobs who like just because it's weird and different and like purposefully bad they like you know they get into it more because of that because they feel like they're they're on the inside Dude, track and shit movie's bad if it's movie's bad it's bad yeah i'm not i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying like it's <laughs> fine but the i'm saying it this course on bad. i saw i saw trailers a couple you of times. every time i saw the trailer i was like this shit looks like garbage <laughs> like it looks bad. It no, like you have no clue. You have no clue. I, I feel like Brian is going to see that thing walking backwards and be like, <laughs> shit, just turn it off. Uh, Joe, what's your pick? Yeah, so um, for big, the big swing that worked, um, it's weird. Uh, so the first one that came to mind is something like The Final Girls. So I, mm -hmm. I do think that's a really yeah. unique movie that could fall completely apart. 
if it's not written Something right. Like and Tucker and Dale, another like yeah. constructivist yeah. kind of yeah. horror comedy. That's more horror them. comedy. And another one that um, and the Final Girls is phenomenal. Uh, if no one's watched it, it's uh, about a girl whose mother starred in essentially Friday the Thirteenth, and then she she dies, and then the girl gets trapped in the movie and has to relive the movie with her friends with then her mother playing a character and it's just a very like funny mm. but not really scary movie but very like cathartic film yeah because of that plot i it's thought it was like a tv show no no it's like a movie it's, scream um, queens i think oh okay. yeah tj and i think final girls is on hulu um that's something i, I, actually, I, I know i've watched what? final girls i don't remember it quite it, as well but it uh it's cast is really good too. It has Tessa uh, Formiga, Malin Ackman in a good role. Um, uh, the dude from um, what is Silicon that? Valley. Alec, yeah, the two dudes. Oh no, yeah, Silicon Valley. Uh, that guy, uh, whatever his name is, I'm blanking. Adam Devine, Devine. Oh yeah, Devine. Uh, sure. Uh, really fun movie. Uh, TJ definitely watching that out. Much more. The other kind of pick I had for this which was not the miss, but it could be a miss, is Halloween 3, because it does get the respect. Yeah, yeah it, sure. It gets the respect it deserves today. Yeah, I was going to say, it took the big swing that's paying off now with the cult. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like, got a good legacy, up. but at the time, it didn't... didn't yeah. yeah. With few, think, like, when that have... happened, too. Hmm? When do you think, like, that Halloween 3 thing, like, really, people were like... Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's people watch have, this now. People have turned the corner on it, I feel like, in the last, like, four or five years. Yeah. Because yeah. even you go further than four or five years, uh, how did this get made? Did, like, a fan vote early on of, like, what should we watch for, ho- like, Halloween? And they all voted Halloween 3 as, like, a soap. And they all had fun watching the movie, remember the episode correctly. But clearly, people didn't have the best opinion on it if they fan voted right. it for them to do it. Look, look um, forward to... Uh... Flyover State of Fear episode with a special guest. Yeah, we are doing that, and a couple of people have requested that, so it is like this hot movie to talk about now. Andy Senor? <laughs> Be your guest? Oh, yeah. oh, he unblocked, so. <laughs> uh, no, and then, but my pick for, like, actually miss, like the miss that didn't yeah. work. Yeah, I have um, it, I have it on my list, the miss. Like, the is uh, Tusk. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought so it was fun, seen. but it didn't fucking work. It's just, it's a... My wife will agree. Like, that's one of the movies that I took her, and she always brings it up. As like, when I recommend a new movie, it's like, is it going to be a good, or is it going to be a tusk? Like, that's the <laughs> it's bur- like what I do with Climax now. I'm like, yeah. you're, not put, you're not putting me up to another Climax, <laughs> are you? Tusk? I saw Tusk in theaters, and I thought it was good when I first saw it. I was like, it's so weird, and you know, rewatched it. And I was like, this does sound like an idea that someone was high, didn't flesh out, and made up on a podcast like we hear. Well, and even, like, I felt like, I've only seen it the one time, but I remember what really stuck with me was that, like, he the, he he didn't even do the interesting part the right way. He spent all his time letting Michael Parks give long speeches, mm-hmm. and then when it came time to actually do the, like, montage of turning Justin Long into a, that all felt really rushed. Yeah. and like. And, and like, I was just like, I actually feel like a better filmmaker probably could have made this movie. Yeah, it was more of a torture, torture film. Almost yeah. a hostile-ish. 
Yeah, it was it was yeah. human centipede. Oh, centipede. Which, which literally yeah, they, they essentially think, did what Marvel is doing with the Hulk, bringing it back to my tweet earlier. Like it, the, all the interesting parts occurred off screen. Yeah, it's true. What's Marvel doing with the Hulk? Nothing. Everything interesting can't do anything substance? with the Hulk because Universal oh. still holds on to the rights to a single Hulk movie. So that's why all his character development has to happen in snippets of other movies. Mm, so everything okay. cool with him happens off screen. I, I knew but that. But anyway, uh, another big swing. I can't believe nobody said it already. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Cabin in the Woods. That's the one I was going to say. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's I, I feel like that's... it hadn't come up. Yeah, like, I don't know what it was, but, like, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, it kind of, I don't even, it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but anything, but, like, takes, like, the, the macho character and, like, the Chris Hemsworth just makes him a smart guy, and then, like, the girl that's supposed to be, you know, the, the sleazy one, and then they put him in the cabinet, and it makes him turn into the roles they're supposed to be, and then you realize that the government's under controlling it all just to control the devil and they have to make certain sacrifices by the no, end of the night. They're controlling gods. You think you're going to see or Titans uh, or something? Yeah, yeah titans. they're controlling gods. You um, think you're going to see the Evil Dead. They're going <laughs> to rip off of Evil Dead. Yeah. Right. Best way to describe it. You think right at the beginning they're like, dude, something's off. You can already yeah. tell something's off because yeah. they're like cutting, intercutting the shit with like some kind of weird office. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. some weird like, government like, facility. And then, like, slowly it builds, and you kind of, the way, as it, it's really good about the way it reveals itself, and the way it kind of unfolds, uh, that, uh, and then by the time you get to the point where it's, like, they're in a facility with, like, one of every type of horror genre cliche creature, and, and some, like, weird cubes, <laughs> it's, you're, but you're fully invested, it's one that, like, they yeah. bring you in enough, I remember, like, I was oh, saying the Sigourney, it, the Sigourney and halfway through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I remember when the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm really excited. And I'm getting it. It's like halfway through and you're getting the kind of like the traditional zombie murder ending. The like the one. Yeah. And, and then I, I was kind of like, ah, it's a little disappointing that this is what it, we landed on. Like, and then it like fully. And I was like, OK, it got me. They got, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a dumb dumb and you guys got me. Yeah, this is Man. the one. This is the one L. One of the few L's that I've taken in terms of trailer reactions. Oh. Like, I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like dog shit. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to watch this shit movie. And then my, my wife, back then, my girlfriend, and my mother, because my mother's like a huge horror fan, they really wanted to watch it. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just, I'm, I'll, I'll watch this I'm shitty movie ride. with you. Yeah. Yeah, fine. I'll suffer. Yeah. And I was blown away how much fun that movie was. It was it's so just, funny. It's it, it, there's pockets of tension. It's very smart, very well made movie. And like the and the big reveal with the, that entire ending, semi ending, where you get to see all of like the the cubes and everything that's in there, and you're just like you want to pause and just be like I know that from myth, and I've seen oh, that. Oh yeah, oh that's hell, that's Hellraiser. Hellraiser yeah, yeah, like that's the crazy stuff. Yeah. And then the other, uh, the little backup one I had, it's not necessarily like a big twist or anything like that, but it's a big swing for this director who's just known for comedies and smaller films and stuff like that, but kind of gets the flack for this. And I got to say, I enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys seen it, but Kevin Smith's Red State, like he swung good. doing a horror. He gave it a shot. I thought he did pretty good, but he got destroyed by critics. And I don't know if that's what broke him for I, how I, long I'm broke with him. TJ. Actually, Red State is a very early bunker episode, too. Yeah. I hate to constantly really? be plugging, but I did a I did a really early bunker on that. Okay, I, do, make me I remember at the time 
thinking like he made Red State. I was like, cool. What an exciting new direction yeah. to see Kevin Smith go in. Like, and, and like maybe not a perfect movie, but a good, good interesting, well made, yeah. good, you know, interesting idea. And then like. Yeah, and then the next thing he made was Tusk. I was like, oh, well, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and he was like, Red State as a good reaction to how bad Cop Out was. Right, we kind of like bailed on studio movies. I want to honorable mention. I don't think Cop Out's that bad, it's just very generic. Yeah, like, you know what I mean in terms of Kevin swing. Smith'sness when I say how bad yeah. Cop Out was. Like, honorable mention on Big Swing that failed the happening. Oh, oh, terrible! Yeah, yes. almost all, almost all M Night's movies. I was saying, no, but that one specifically failed because that one is kind of like he's like that one is kind of like him. Like, oh, the Earth is gonna kill us because global warming, climate change, and oh, and you're like, <laughs> see, I really think I think Lady in the Water is his biggest swing and miss because like he was really vibing himself. He's feeling himself in that one. Like, I'm telling you. He, was, he has a critic that's like it's one of the things where it's like a writer's gonna save the world yeah. and the yeah. critic's the bad guy who gets eaten by his weird monster. Tell me it's, he was next, just really vibing on that one. The next fail like that, the big swing fail is gonna be Jordan Peele's third movie. I I just have a feeling. I don't know what it is, but nope. Ooh, it's I, called I, nope. I yeah nope. It's called nope. I just I, I feel like his career us? is M Night. Us is not as strong as Get Out. It's like shaky. It's a little us more. Us isn't heavy. good. No, I, I us like isn't us good. And I liked it more, knowing what it is. But it's not a good movie. No. But I just I I was saying that when we first I think when Us came out we had this conversation, and that Jordan Peele just being deemed that new guy. Yeah. Horror. Right. And I'm like, too, it's too just, fast. You know, yeah. you got you got rocketed yeah. up too high because people got real mixed on his Twilight Zone too. Like, he yeah, brought back Twilight Zone. The people were pretty mixed on that. Well, he was a producer in that one, and he right, was a producer right. in in Candyman. Candyman, Candyman yeah. Me but Candyman was excellent. I really like Candyman a lot. Um, no, I've watched it this Friday. I haven't been able to get out, but it's coming to. We get it, Joe. You're busy with the... Yeah, we get it. You're getting married. All right, man. All right. Let's do a horror movie game and leave the question about Joe to last since it kind of ties to the movie that we're going to do. Sure. Horror movie game! Yay! Uh, Warm up the juices as we're wrapping up to October and we're doing the crow kind of. That's kind of like... Yeah, crow is definitely a movie I would watch on the night before Halloween usually, you know. Edward Furlong was great in the role. <laughs> All right, so no, I don't acknowledge any of that. I'm not now. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna read off a vague description of a death. You just, you guys, just have to guess what movie that death is from. Uh, simple rules, always like name that movie. You guys will yell out your name. Um, I don't think I did enough. Or a tiebreaker, so I'll just play it by So we here. just have to name the movie we think the death is from. Yes. Okay. All right. Name that movie. If you interrupt me before I say name that movie, you'll hit pause. You can answer at the end of the round if the other two guys didn't answer. All right. Honey, let's do brunch, she said. And while I was pissed at the overpriced eggs and toast, it got far worse when I got killed by the local Amish kids. Name that movie. TJ. Ryan. TJ. Uh, Children of the Corn. I just watched it yesterday. 
correct. I have to move my microphone closer. So yeah, sound tra- sounds not traveling. Uh, yeah, you guys actually, it sounded late on my side, and I don't know if it was just like. I I have video evidence from the last time you complained. So. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. All right. TJ's up. Next one. Artificial intelligence and holograms will be a hot topic for years to come. Are they human? Do they feel pain? Wherever you land on this issue, know one thing. Nobody deserves to die in a tent in space. Name that movie. Joe. Joe. Equilibrium? No. TJ, you were second. Oh, I don't know if it's a trick question. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, three. No. Two. Uh, it's a computer. One. Fuck. The, oh, God. All right, Brian, do you want to hear it again? This boys are eliminated, or do you want to save it to the end just in case there's a tiebreaker? No, say it again. So let me let me hear it again. All right, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say the whole bit again. Like the artificial <sighs> intelligence and all that shit. That was cute intro, but the real thing is. But you might have hints in there that help me answer the question. All right. Artificial intelligence and holograms will be a hot topic for years to come. Are they human? Do they feel pain? Wherever you land on this issue, one thing is clear. Nobody deserves to die inside of a tent in space. Name that movie. A body or a uh, body. No, no, no. That's what you asked yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't. It's the same shit. It's kind of like hinting to what it is. I honestly have no idea. Is it Ghost of Mars? No. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it there. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna next time. I'm gonna read it differently, just in case. Okay. Next one. Life is weird. Just when you think you are safe, you escape the psychopath killer. You go down the stairs. You don't fall once like in the movies. You look up and you see a chainsaw coming down on your head. Name that movie. Brian. Brian. Fuck. American Psycho. That's correct. One, one, zero. I I Brian on that one. No. Playback. I'm going to have fucking playback to everybody now, huh? Stop bitching. All right. They say that technology will be the death of us all. But nobody said that that included steamrollers. Name that movie. TJ. TJ. Oh, no, why did Brian disappear? <laughs> fuck. Uh, God damn it. Why? Stephen King. Three. Uh, fuck. Two. Uh, 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 one. What? What is happening? Brian. Maximum overdrive. <laughs> I was thinking over the top over and over, <laughs> and over again. That's my trust. fault. You both have trust. Stop. That's what <laughs> oh. All right. 2-1-0. Joe is just busy planning his wedding, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. If you have had the pleasure of strolling through film Twitter, you know that one thing you should steer, cro- steer clear from are film bros. Especially if they call you and ask what's your favorite movie. Name that movie. Joe. Ryan. Joe. Scream. That's correct. Oh. Two, one, one, two, one, one. All right. Next one. Kids, you should listen to your parents. 
Sitting close to a TV can be very bad for you, especially if an evil entity wants to bring your big break. Joe. I name my movie. Brian. Brian. Poltergeist. <laughs> what? Poltergeist. Incorrect. It's a nightmare on Elm Street, right? That is correct. No, no, it's not. No, it's no. not. Nightmare no, on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. You described Poltergeist and then said it was a different movie. Yeah, I so was going to say I mean, Whatever. I mean, bring that's fine. Like, I said, bring you your big break. No. Boo. He, Boo. Broke the, he broke the you TV should've... on her face. No, no. Come on. Prime time, bitch. It was a good. It was a good setup, Brian. Oh no, it was a. It was a trick question. You're right, it then. It was a trick. Two, two, one. This is a good game. I think we're gonna have to read the other question that nobody got. I'm gonna read it differently. <clears throat> All right. Whoever came up with the saying "Never meet your heroes" needs to add mythical killing creatures. Meeting them at your workplace can be very deadly. Name that movie. TJ. TJ. Leprechaun? No. I can repeat the question if y'all want to read it before saying again. Call it. I'll, I'll repeat it again. Yeah, yeah. Whoever came up with the saying, never meet your heroes, needs to add mythical killing creatures. Meeting them at your workplace can be very deadly. Name that movie. I'm just going to throw my name for the end of it. No, I'm going to save it just in case. Three, two, one. Nobody? Nice. I'm going to move on to the next one. We have two saved. The game is 2-2-1 two, two, right now. Brian and TJ are tied. I thought that one was very easy, but you know that's fine. And that's and can I? It's, that's a loose horror movie, or you're talking about like oh, it's a horror movie? When you let your prejudices, oh, oh my god, why do I write things that I can't say? <laughs> let your pre prejudice emotions guide you through the woods. You might find yourself head first into a wood chipper. Name that movie. Joe. Joe. Fargo? No. It's a horror TJ. movie. TJ. TJ. Dale and Tucker. Yeah. Uh, Want to name it a better? Dale and Tucker run That's evil. Tucker and Dale. Uh, whatever, Isn't dude. It? Chip and Dale, Tucker and Dale. Is chipmunks running from evil stuff. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus evil. That's what I said. <sighs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. Brian's mad. Do you want to end the game oh, here? Like or do you want to? Yeah, it's good. TJ can win. Wait, <laughs> is the other you're not good at this game? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read it again, but I'm gonna change the wording. All right. Artificial intelligence and horror realms are gonna be a hot topic for years to come. Are they human, or do and do they feel pain? Whatever, wherever you land on this topic, one thing is clear: nobody deserves to die. In a sleeping bag in space. Joe. In Fuck. Joe. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna say name that movie again because all everybody said it before I said it. So I'm just gonna say it again, and whoever says their name again, all right? 
Name that movie. Brian. Joe. Brian. I said it so first. Jason X. That if you would have said sleeping bag in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I said tent. It should have been sleeping bag. I, I was like, tent? died in a tent. All right, so it's 3-3. Three, three. I want to read the three. And Joe, I'm you're sit out on this one. Yeah, you can go Power play. Podcast. a question that didn't make any sense. All right. Whoever came up with the saying, never meet your heroes, needs to add mythical killing creatures. Meeting them at your workplace can be very deadly. Name that movie. Ryan. Ryan. Army of Darkness. No. I don't know what you. I don't know what this means. You're gonna say the answer. Um, it's gonna be very clear DJ. that you're writing yeah. is wrong and bad. Can I get a repeat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whoever came up with uh, the saying "Never meet your heroes" needs to add mythical killing creatures. Meeting them at your work workplace can be very deadly. Name the movie. Uh, Shape of Water. I don't fucking know. Cabin in the fucking woods. Uh, oh, oh merman. The merman. That's fuck, actually fuck yeah. all of you. That's a good Dude, question. Like a, I just don't think it was a very that's good. A hard. Clue. You know you. I don't think it's a problem with us. I mean, you should hit up the uh, snow down and uh, send them. You write one. Next no, topic. no, I wouldn't do that. He just has terror. Brian's only ever brought us terrible trivia, and that's it yeah. of games. Let's let's kill the, let's kill this topic and talk about next topic. Yeah, so back to a you know somber note of the episode. Uh, this week we're talking about the crow. Brandon Lee tragically died during the filming of the crow. So my question to the guys was. What it, you know, an actor or actress who died too young, and like what their careers would have been. Um, so I think TJ should go first. I have two. Um, I guess maybe should I do two or just save do one? Save, save, save one. one, yeah. All save right, well, I'll do like one. the one, I'll do like the non main one that I think maybe one of you picked. Um, kind of along the same lines. I mean, this guy for me. Was we've actually done one of his movies for the flyover state of film. Um, I thought he was going to be like Leo type of like caliber if he ever got into that older stage. He did a couple like dramas right before his unfortunate passing, but for me it was like Sidekicks, Sequest, Never um, Any Story Two. Jonathan Brandis for me is like one of those those kids. Like you know, I did the same hair as him. I like you know, one em, emulate him in every any way that I could. And I thought he was it's like the next big thing. Yeah, and like like, <laughs> and I actually just watched that 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 um Hulu Hulu documentary movie that Solo Solo Moonfry did. Oh okay, yeah. Like, and he's in a big part of it because I think they dated at some point or something like that. Um, right I before never, his past. I never wanted to yeah, he was, he was heavily in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't hit play on that shit because the trailer like really pisses me off. It's, it's like, dark. Yeah, the trailer's pretty it's annoying. Dark. I don't remember the trailer, but it's dark. Like as TJ like said, I, I always carry the camera. And she literally. And now does. I'm gonna rewatch him. I'm and like, I'm wondering if that's why they did the Val Kilmer thing because he did the same exact thing that she did essentially. But regardless, I think Jonathan Brand is like. to watch that If he would have gotten over. Like that teen heart, you know, heartthrob thing, and got into like got some therapy, yeah, a Leo DiCaprio style where he just started doing different movies and then came into his own uh, later in life. I think he would have been there. Um, but like, I mean, you wait. guys seen Sidekicks? He's not like wait. a great actor, but he could have grown into it. Wait, 
because he was like I think boys kind of like in the same era with Leo. Is that a reason? Is that part? Wasn't he cast it? And I could just making this trivia up. What? And I think he was died before this. Wasn't he one of the kids supposed to be in or the lead in Basketball Diaries? I wouldn't be surprised if he was because that one. movie is so dark and yeah. very like reminiscent of like you know. But I I feel like he was probably supposed to be the lead over Leo. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he at least got a shot for it, at least read for it. But uh, I mean, I Justin Brand is something I always think about. It's like ah, maybe. But what do you got, uh, Yusuf? The Merman from uh, Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say um, that. No, I was. Um, my wife was rewatching Clueless and uh, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was. Uh, she she's just popped up in an episode of Frasier I was watching today, too. Yeah, nice. She is in that episode of Frasier. And looking very much like Clueless era Brittany. Yeah, and, uh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, puffy cheeks. And she. <laughs> She was such a good uh, rom-com lead. Like she was very natural. Like she somehow managed to have chemistry with every single person around yeah. her. She was adorable. She's like yeah, a better version of Anna Faris. So good. Like, yes. She was also Brian. really great in Eight Mile. Yeah. And I feel like it. I mean, she had a. She had thirty. She was thirty-two. Like she was very young. She'd just been and, in. Remember, she just done Sin City. Was, she's good in that too. Oh yeah, yes. she was wonderful in Sin City. And and especially if you think about how that movie was shot, like she was essentially talking to the camera. Like everybody just yeah. filmed their scenes in a green screen against the camera. Like they weren't interacting with anybody almost. So she really um, hit with those rom coms too. Like yeah, Black Book and Just Married and there was a um. I think something about Manhattan. I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, Ma- Ma- no, Man. Not Ma- Manhattan. No, I think no. you're thinking of Little Black Town Girls or something. No, Uptown Little Black Girls. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Uptown Girls. Yeah. yeah. So I remember she, Little she, Black Book though has a really great. I don't know. If, I don't know if the movie's good or not, but I do remember watching. I remember it had a really great through line about Carl with Carly Simon. It was a very important part of that like <laughs> character's life, and I just like Carly Simon, so I was like. This is nice. Like a like kiss in role models, you know. You gotta have the, yeah. You just pick like an old band and I'll yeah. tell you what though. If we could have like the the mid two thousands or the little earlier two thousands, Brittany Murphy and like let's say hit her and Ashton Kutcher did like a Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore thing where they just kind of like different stories. Yeah, bunch of love stories. That they the chemistry she she had great chemistry with almost anyone she had, was with on I camera. I bet she would have been like amazing in like that movie that I watched. Way too many times, like no strings attached. Yeah. Like mm. instead of Natalie Foreman, her like that would have been fantastic. She made Eminem look like he could stand toe to toe with any Oscar actor out there, but that was really just the film. But like, just to stand next to this guy who's basically a, just a, a, a wall. A, you're a talking plank. to, yeah, yeah, like and make it at least pop a little bit. Well, I she think. Watch? Yeah. We watched Eight Mile not too long ago, and she she stands out as like yeah. the, the hood rat. Yeah, it was like the best performances were her, and then Mom Spaghetti, and then I think <laughs> so. Love for Kim Basinger here, I guess. And I then Kim Basinger, Michael Shannon, <laughs> uh, fucking Anthony Mackie. Yeah, <laughs> no, he sucks. Uh, wait, uh, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> what are your picks? Uh, the town next to me. I was gonna go. Uh, I mean, I had two also, but we'll we can do an honorable yeah, mention. Uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, uh, I had. Uh, that was my. I mean, like 
you know, had been a child actor and then, you know, was finally kind of like turning the corner a little bit. And, you know, he was in the new, he was in the new Star Treks and he had done, he was in the uh, Terminator Salvation. And he had like kind of. Green Room. Green Room, which I think he's great as, uh, it was one of those ones that I, it didn't hit as hard for me as it did with everybody else, but it's a good movie and he's very good in it. The whole thing Um, with that one for me. Fright Night Remake. Oh, you guys all froze again. I love the Fright Night Remake, but like, you know, everyone's kind of picks are based around, oh, did we lose Brian? Yeah, just go roll with it. Uh, so, like, everyone's picks kind of revolved around either, I mean, this is unfortunate, but, like, a drug overdose or self-inflicted um, wounds and stuff like this that. Was like, this was, like, the it's, like a it's horror movie. It's a freak movie. accident. Yeah, like a horror movie type thing that only, like, uh, certain that, people. That's so, why, like, that's why. My mom had, had that car. And she right? got rid it of it. Well, like, I had a. Nor when I was in school, kind of can can wrap your hand around it. Yeah. Like uh, Heath Ledger died from drugs, and I think Britney also died from drugs. So you, you kind of kind of uh, accident, accidental overdose, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. you kind of understand, but like he was just getting his mail, and his car rolled and just crushed him. And when he, I think he maybe tried to stop or tried to get between it. I had a teacher when I was in high school. Uh, same thing happened to him. He had his car par his Jeep parked in the parking lot. He it started rolling. He got thought he could stop it, got between that and the and he didn't die, but he lost both his legs above the knee. Damn. I mean, it's and probably the only reason it didn't kill him is because the dude was like six four and it just yeah. hit him oh. there instead of so like a midsection like where it would hit everybody. No, he actually had some really cool prosthetics, Yusef, you insensitive prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, Anton Yelch, I think he definitely was somebody who had more to give, who could have gone on to be a leading man, who we, uh, you know. Can we do a screen rant article right now? If Anton Yelchin was still alive, what Marvel character would he be? Like that's uh, some like bullshit article someone's yeah, gonna write. But also true. that's good. That's you know what? It's a bullshit article, it, but it's a good question for us. You know? Is it an article or is it a Schmechter Shamaro fifteen tweet thread about the possibilities? <laughs> How old would he be right now? Because he'd be a great Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Guys, this is why this one thing is so it's exciting and so they're doing so many amazing things. Ah, real corporation. Real answer though, no bro, no bullshit. A cast of Cyclops. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's good. I like that. Hell yeah. No, he was, he was, I, I do implore everyone, and Pushback, and you mentioned it, Fright Night remake. It is. I love yeah. that movie. That's it, on Hulu right just, now. I would just say, they just put it on Hulu, is it? and yeah. I'm watching that tonight. Last, last year, I tracked down the uh, Blu-ray, because it's one of, it's a weird, like, yeah. it's a weird kind of, like, hard Blu-ray to find. You know, hard to find, but it's. No, I think it really is, though. You know, I, and I was like, well, you know, $23 or whatever it was on eBay. I was like, it's worth it. Uh, fun. Fun movie. I, I, I adore, honestly, adore the original. But what that's about, like a remake. What about um, with uh, uh, Anton Yelchin? I know I watched it once. I don't remember it because I like... Nightcrawler. No, I, I like wrote it off as like a Ferris Bueller yeah. ripoff, but it's not. How is like Charlie Bartlett? Oh, I love that I movie. I love Charlie Bartlett. Okay. I, I, I like I said, watched, watched it once. Came and in, uh, Tony Stark. I was like, mm-hmm. it was like a douchebag age to like watch that movie. No, yeah, that's like one that's, of those movies that like 
it's like all Degrassi people are in it. Uh, Drake's in it. He has. He's sorry, actually- I'm Alondra. I'm sorry if you're if you're watching this episode for some reason. I burped. Damn. Oh, no one yeah, heard it. Don't do that. No stuff. one heard it. I do that a lot I'm now. I'm self conscious of it. Okay, so um, Brian, you gotta go. Still, I still gotta go as well. No, I said Anton Yelchin. Oh, you said Anton Yelchin. I don't know, man. We talked about Anton Yelchin for so long. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have anything else? Oh, I am Norm McDonald, by the way. I was just doing a whole silent thing where I was going to say, I have nothing nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything, but I was just kidding. Sorry. Um, Nobody believes you. You know what? It was an obvious answer. Uh, Well, I picked, I put two guys and they went down, but I'll just go with the one. um, John, I always go back to John Cazal when I think of guys who die too young. Who? Sure. John Cazal. Who's that? From, saying, uh, he was Fredo and the Godfather. Godfather Fredo and the Godfather. Fear Hunter. Conversation. Yeah, he was like Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Dead. Right. Oh, he was only in like five movies, and they all were Oscar nominated. Yeah, I don't even Oscar. know who it is. Can you put a picture up? It's like Fredo. You've never seen Godfather. Oh, you think Godfather J- sucks? Jamie, Jamie, can we pull that up? Thanks, oh, Jamie. No, don't do that, man. I'm well, gonna, no, see, I'm gonna shove uh, some horse pills up your ass when I see you. Uh, what? It's, uh, it was uh, Meryl Streep's like fiance, like just really. Yeah, good. I forgot about that. I feel like he would have had his Robert De Niro role eighties that got brought him to being like you're now nominated for a lead actor and you're gonna have a career. Uh, Either John, that or he would just con- would have continued to be just a banger uh, character actor, yeah. like side of character, like it's... Hollywood needs them. I always go back to him because I'm always impressed when I do watch those movies and they yeah, go, wait, that guy never made another movie because I feel like he was in every movie at that time too. But yeah. it's only five fucking movies. And, and the he, other guy. He was, a, he was a theater actor before. Like he he had a big body of work in theater. Mm. And it was kind of like an Alan Rickman moment. Like Hollywood just called up and it was like just – Boom! Just, just is he the like, guy in that uh not Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's like on the plane? He's like, no. oh. that's not him. Looks just that's like a, that's a no. He uh, yeah, he pet. You would see him if you know the guy in Commando, the guy that's actually in the Crow. No, the one that with his daughters <laughs> on the plane. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, but he looks like that. The no, you're talking about an ad. The, the one in uh, Total Recall. Uh, no. True Lies? True yes. Lies. Oh, no. He passed. He's an Egyptian that. actor. Like, he's, he passed like an Italian. He passed the like guys in the Scorpion King. Yeah. Um, the other guy, the other guy, I think we need to mention uh, Chris Farley. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, I, I think he could have turned it around, is with Chris Farley. That's the thing. I think he could have turned it around. <laughs> I, I was I went to like and played uh, uh, nine holes last night at like a par three course chip and putt, and me and my buddy were talking about like golfers and like movies we like to see of a golfer. And we're like John Daly, and I was like, could you imagine if Chris Farley was still around and played like a John Daly like late in his life, but like going back and thinking it was like only Philip Seymour Hoffman could have done an RIP again, someone who we lost. Another guy, yeah, yeah, but like him or Chris Farley to play John Daly in a biopic, I'd be all in. I, I love Chris Farley, and I love Chris Farley, a couple of Chris Farley movies, and I think what happened with Chris Farley is truly a tragedy. I don't necessarily think he was go. his career was moving in a direction that, like, he was, he hadn't, by the time he passed, he had, was well away from his last good movie. He, it's not like... 
he had made bangers and then he died and everyone's like, oh no, like, no, he made uh, one yeah. really good movie. He made another movie that was pretty good, but was basically a copy of that movie. And then he made a bunch of shit. And unfortunately, what I think would probably have happened is he'd be the Kevin James part in every Adam Sandler movie. Say, Adam Sandler would have saved his life. <laughs> that would have been his um, new legacy. Shout out Kevin James probably, show. probably good for his legacy that he died. I'm just, uh, just going to do an honorable mention and then we'll move on to The Crow. We're running late on I feel like we're going to talk a lot about The Crow. River so. Phoenix. Uh, Bruce yeah, Lee. River I'm going to say Bruce Lee. I'm going to say yeah, Bruce Lee. Sure. He was very young. We only got a few good movies under our belt and I feel like like the, um, the legacy that he left in Hollywood, especially like with the Jackie Chan's, the Jet Li's, the Johnny Yang's, um, that all praise him and say like he's the reason why I'm in Hollywood. Like I just can't imagine the movies that he would have made if he wouldn't have died that young. But, yeah. Heath Ledger because of his age. I know he had a huge body of work, but his age. It was like yeah. 20. Yeah. All right. So uh, Brian, take it away. Yeah, well, it was my turn to pick, and I found out that Joe had never seen The Crow, and that hurt me deep down inside. Sometimes the age gap between me and Joe feels wider, and this was one of those times. You know? It never it's feels like, wide to me. That's the thing. Such a seminal, things? such a seminal part of my. This is a very sexual. It's a very sexual top. A, uh, feels wider. <laughs> a movie that I consider to be the best post Batman '89 comic book movie before the modern era. Um, I, uh, also, while Yusuf's getting up, I'll use this opportunity to give a quick shout out to, uh, Jack Shipley, a friend from the Tough Channel in the old days, who did a DVD bunker episode about this with me. So if I hijack some of the things he said, cause he very thoroughly researched, good for him. And thanks for being on there, pal. I'm ripping. <laughs> uh, like, he's, like he's watching this. No, no, but I didn't tweet at him or anything, so... Oh shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, Joe, since this was a first time watch for you, should yeah. I, should I, do, we, do we need to run down the plot wait, wait, for everybody? It's set it up, yeah. I mean, it's truly very simple. Like, I do just want to give my thoughts, obviously, but I'd rather you run down the plot. Right, and like, well, the plot's super simple. Uh, on the night before Halloween... Eric Draven and his girlfriend Shelly are murdered by four gangsters uh, under the direction of a, bo a gang boss. Did you call them gangsters? I would say thugs. Thugs. I guess I said gangsters because they work for somebody. You know I what I mean? Call, I would call them a posse. Maybe. They're a posse. Okay. Hoodlums. Oh, come on. Oh. Um, but anyway, they're murdered. And a year later, Eric rises from the grave with... Uh, supernatural abilities and he uses them to take revenge and that's really about it i mean there's not really much more to it than that it's pretty straightforward Can I oh, he, he, he cures uh drug addiction too mm -hmm. well i said he has supernatural powers before joe begins his uh his um response oh, to not seeing this movie um real quick question they've been trying to remake the crow forever correct Oh, yeah. They've made yeah. a bunch Jason Momoa, well, like big budget Hudson guy, a couple other fucking people. They're supposed to play the guy. Um, I think uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Seven Perfect Strangers, but Nine Perfect Strangers, who was vampire at some point, was also supposed to play him. I don't remember Timothy Chalamet. That is for sure. Yeah, well, that sure that works too. Um, if you know how you said he's been in the ground for a year and he comes back. Come up, on. Do you think that, like, if they ever remade it, they would do, like, a mummy thing where he comes up 
semi-decomposed, and that's after he starts taking out the hoodlums, um, he starts regaining, like, the full... This like is a weird racer. I mean, if you're awesome. asking me, do I think that if they remade this movie, they would they overburden would, it with unnecessary yes. CGI? Yes, they would. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But, like, the know. thing where, like, he just starts sucking on if, the souls of the guys who open that shit up, they're like, But Wait, if man. they remade it, I feel like the, the only good improvement that they would have is the action. The like, fire burning of the intro. It would have been shot better, the action. That's shot not yeah, yeah. I th- although I do like that they don't do a lot of like martial arts in this no. movie it, the the definitely tendency especially now would be to lean into like oh you know first of all they would over explain everything and they would be like eric you know he was a, a you know band but you know he also trained <laughs> yeah. on the side like he, he also Jojo like, or some shit you know what i mean especially being the son of bruce lee I'm, i i feel like the restraint that was shown and just having he's physical for sure but he doesn't like do a light as a kick here, a flip there, but it's not like overdoing it. Oh, no, yeah, he it, does would be, it would be this, classic. though. It'd be like, say this was like a necklace, it'd be like, he wore that necklace, though, and that's what revived him out of the ground, and that's the symbol of the crow. He believed in this. And the over explanation yeah. of like, of like yeah. why he came it about. like the, the crow just had a crush on him, and he's like, you know what, maybe, I'm gonna bring him back. Or, I thought the same crow- thing. I thought the same thing about the gang. Uh, they have the great introduction scene where they're all drinking together, and you really like learn everything about the kind of dynamic of the gang right away. And like, you see Tintin pull a knife on somebody. Yeah. You see him throw the knife when he kills Eric, and Eric comes in and catches him with Shelly, and he throws the knife and drops him. So by the time you get to the first, which by the way, awesome first action, only twenty minutes in, this movie clips it rules. Um, but like, you already know. That Tintin, especially, but like, you know, I was just thinking about how in a Marvel movie, they'd be like, there'd be some dumb line where it'd be like, hey, man, why do you always use a knife instead of a gun? Oh, I like a knife because you get to get up close and personal. And blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. There'd be some hey, shitty buddy. dialogue hey, about buddy. it, you know what I hey, mean? Buddy. Daredevil with Ben Affleck was fine. <laughs> that is also, I know, I know that we're like, you know, jumping all over the place, but is this like, the coolest Tony Todd has ever been in a movie. It's so hard because Tony Todd's so cool. And He's ass. so badass in this movie with his so, circle. Oh, cigarettes cigar. in the hat. Yeah, yeah. Team, 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 team. Tony Todd. Um, yeah, Joe. What was let's your get third? Joe, let's let Joe. Yeah, let's see like Joe's Yeah. Reactions. So first, first time. I weirdly enough, because it was always one of those movies I knew I needed to watch. Like, it was always, like, it's a blind spot. It wasn't, like, the Lord of the Rings thing where I made, like, a joke about it for years. I'm like, I haven't seen yeah. the And Tongue and Cheek was just like, oh, I just, I didn't put it on. Sure, you just haven't uh, gotten around to it. It happens. Um, I kind of am glad for Flyover was the first time I have seen it, though. Nice. Because I've, I think if I had watched that, let's say, when I was 12, 13, so maybe three even. three or four years ago. You <laughs> three or four years ago. Um. I would have, I would have more seen it through like the film bro lens that oh. it has than like I think how I watched it today, where I was like, or not today, but like the other day of uh, knowing, you know, knowing fully the Brandon Lee's legacy, picking up on things of like his performance and reading a little bit more about it, uh, which yeah, I'll talk about in a minute. So but, what was your favorite? Uh, I just, let's like, go this route. Let's go this route. What was just, your favorite like, moment in the movie? What was, what was what was the moment that you go and like? 
oh fuck, this movie is awesome. Um, like kind of like weirdly enough, when it did lean into the comic books of like when he was got a little quippy after the like, they're shooting the guns right at him. I know that's ironic, mm-hmm. and he's just quipping back of like, oh, and it's going in, and then he just fucks with the guy. Like that, those moments, I really. You know, I remember when I was a kid, that moment in the in the pawn shop when pawn he gets he yes. gets shot, and the blood just goes up. I remember watching that as a kid and going like, "Whoa, how did they do that?" And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, you just put the shot in reverse. But Every I'm year sick. about it, it was so cool when I saw it. And and the hand, yeah, when he looks through that's his hand. hand. No, that's the scene I'm talking about with so the hand. That was my favorite. Yeah. Moment. But every scene with Ernie Hudson also. Oh, shout out to Ernie Hudson. I don't think he's ever been better. Yeah. I like uh, to think that this Rocky movie Mantle. and Airheads are a shared universe because, like, he was like, after the events of this movie, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to L.A. to an easier gig. But, oh, oh, yeah, that's sick. Shout out, shout out, shout out Airheads. That's a, that's a fun that's movie. Did, uh, I did look up, though, like, after just a bit about the movie. And it makes so much sense. So Brandon Lee was very, like, obsessed with death and everything pre this. Because of his dad. Because he was dead. But he was also obsessed with the Doors and Jim Morrison. That's all he would listen to. Like, he bought a hearse and he would only play the Doors in the hearse. But that makes sense. I mean, he's doing Jim Morrison as the crow for all. That's his line delivery. Every time he delivers a line, it's like maybe seven syllables at the most when he like delivers these lines, but like even like the light bulb, the hand thing. And like, it's, I don't know what it is that he's in, you know, you know, or at least we know watching this years after his passing stuff like that, but like he's fucking into it. And then like probably at that time people might've, if that, if so, okay. Say what happened to him didn't happen. Right. At this time, this movie comes out. I feel like he might've got a little bit more slack because you don't know the background him being into it. Know that he's like kind of diving. You don't know that like he's so obsessed with death and like sure. I feel like people wouldn't do, do, dove into his life without unfortunately losing him at such a young age. No, no one dove. And this just could have came out and been like, ah, Brandon Lee did a crow back in the day. Now he's doing you know a Marvel movie. You know, some crazy. He'd be the Joker. Like He'd be an amazing Joker. I mean this in the <laughs> best fucking way possible. He would have been Johnny Depp post the crow the roles yeah. he was going to take yeah. the the attitude just like I, said, I think it's i have always considered the crow a star making performance and he survived yeah. like people are like the only reason the crow is remembered is because brandon lee died and i don't think that's true i, I don't think, think the true. crow is good i think the crow stands up now you can make an argument that some of the choices they had to make because of brandon lee's death are things that make the crow better and maybe sure, it wouldn't be it the same movie is. if he survived you know, so it's like you you can play around with that, but regardless, what's on screen is a star making performance. Like yeah. they wanted to put in, um, you know, like if he lived, like he was going to shoot scenes in the daylight and everything, and they had to revert back, and that's why everything's very even darker and closer mm-hmm. to hide a lot of the imperfections. And it, like you said, it makes it better. Like even the scene, which clearly is a reshoot, where um, he can he him and the girl talk. And she goes over to yeah. hug him, and it's all full shadow. It's a really yeah. powerful scene. And if you're not I mean, familiar, the lead actor dude, is you, dead. You know, we we just have to accept that God has a plan, and we just yeah. can't play with God's plan. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it was very. Like, thank you for making me well, not making, but for making me watch it because it. I ordered the Blu-ray, obviously. 
Oh yeah, I popped uh, that fucking Blu-ray. Uh, I should have ordered it earlier, but you know I what? Ordered. You know what scene I fucking love, and I feel like, and the reason why it, I'm gonna mention it now is because you guys are talking about the star performance. Like, like there are pockets in where you go, like, damn, he had like range, but the real range was with the junkie. Yeah, when the mother, was, right? What? The mom? Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole sequence, like him just berating the Johnny Boy. Um, and just making fun of him and then like switching gears to like, hey, go to your daughter. Like, like that, that whole like whiplash of mother is the name for God on the lips of children. That's like, oh, okay, guy. That, 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 that felt the way he's talking there feels the closest to the way the crow is in the, in the comic, like very much. It's very poetic and very depressive and kind of like very Poe, very, uh, Poe, Alan Poe. Yeah. Oh, the the do. Um, Some about poison, like that's one probably my favorite delivery and favorite line of the movie. I, I can't think of it right now because I I'm TJ. The prosthetic oh, of the track her marks her. on her arm. Her, yeah, him squeezing just, it and, and the morphine coming back out. Yeah. Of oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it, 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 I don't know why. We need just... to go back. We need to go back and talk about what I think is maybe like. I love the scene with Tintin. That's a great first scene, but I really think the movie kicks in super high gear when he goes to Gideon's pawn shop. I yeah. just love that whole scene. I love when he breaks in, and then the, you've mentioned the Poe thing. He's like, "It's like you heard me rapping." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, <laughs> I came at it rapping. You heard me, and uh, <laughs> I I love the you know the whole interaction with Joe Polito so good, and then the dumping the rings into the shotgun, and it's that's just such an excellent scene. I, can I can I say one critique? And I've always had it, and it's the bad, the main bad guy. I was gonna say the same critique. Should yeah. not have had long hair like him. Oh, no. oh. Uh, because I, it it's kind of confusing ish to the like. It all white I'm not saying like like, like I, I know who fucking Brandon Lee. He's painted face, but like I'm saying like they have the both the same aesthetic and the same vibe. Like it does come into play a little bit at the end because they kind of pin the veg- all the vigilante shit on Top Dollar. Top Dollar's Michael Wincott. He's the, at the end. Ernie Hudson's like, your vigilante's up on the roof. You know, he's, you know, we got him or whatever, and you missed it. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I guess that, that, to some point. extent, I'm not using that as an excuse, but they do, it does play into it slightly. Joe, what, I would love to hear what you were going to say. Yeah, what you were going to say about a I fantastic character actor. About I, Michael Wincott, who I think is a fucking icon. So I didn't <laughs> connect too much with the villain in the sense of everything was working and he worked like 70% of the time for me. It didn't ruin well, the movie. He was only this on probably camera. Makes, this probably make more sense. Hot. That's a little bit of an an invention for the movie. Uh, in the book, it's I just like found him okay. Folk. They they kind of like restructure it to give them the the story a main villain. The book is very much just him going after the guys. Top Dollar is a character in the book, but he gets killed like second. He gets okay. killed like right after. Is it t- like Brian? Uh, do you, can okay. you find this like a I, okay? I love comics. I don't know. I. Only seen the film, only seen the one film. I hadn't seen, when I was listening, when I did my DVD bunker, I had not read the book. The book is, I just got, like, last Christmas, so I'm not, it's like, like some a graphic deep novel. dive. Do you have it there? Uh, I believe I do. Is it big or, t- not, like, is it huge or just regular? It's regular. It's oh. regular. Ooh. 
beautiful. Oh yeah, it looks great. I actually may buy it. Mm. Yeah, I might want to do that too. Mm-hmm. No, the I, special. This is the most. I think it came out in 2011. The special edition, so it's got like all the collection of stuff he did after the main comic, and you know some good introductions and stuff like you know. I just stuff from I just found the villain uh, didn't to me like live up to the rest of parts of the movie what I was looking for, but I'm not going to let that judge my final score. Well, I I will say. I, I just love Michael Wincott, so I feel, you know, I'm very entertained by him, and when yeah. he's on screen, he does a lot for me. But I do think the stuff between Brandon Lee and the uh, the group and the, and the crew that he actually has, like, the, that he actually has the beef with, that he's actually going after, is much, much stronger. And some of the other d- stuff does feel a little more perfunctory as far as, like, okay, we need this big shootout scene to have a big action sequence, then we need to have him fight a final boss. You yeah, know, okay. it's like... Can I like the final boss and make, all that does like I can see where you can argue that that does feel a little like tacked on, you can know. I make an, can I make a comparison? I think why and one obviously it's all nostalgic and one works, one doesn't. They're two completely different movies. It felt like the same character villain from The Mask. Oh, like the same like energy the level of That's energy. A shot, man. That's a weird shot, but you took it. It's a good comparison, though. Yeah, you, if we, I don't know how to describe it, I don't it's remember like the mask that because I hated that movie. But uh, <laughs> it's like a spicy meatball, yeah, <laughs> not the movies. Although, uh, give it, give me if the crow is a little more popular than the mask, where they were the same, they're the same year, I think. Uh, he would have done a crow impression. I they, no, they essentially did the same thing with Son of the Mask, but with crow and casting a whole bunch of shitheads. But they yeah. tried so, to think like the crow isn't a person, it's a I heard, it yeah, I read person. about that. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was thinking about this today, um, just the the parallels, because a lot of people make the parallels of like, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker to the crow today, if you read anything. And it really just stops, I think, the makeup, because one is like, I think anyone can fucking play the Joker if they do it well enough. We've seen it. Um, just in, in, in performance. Oh, <laughs> in performance in comparison, looks to me like. Brandon Lee played the crow and that's it. Leave it alone. Let it be its own movie. You made all these fucking terrible, what it sounds like straight to video sequels. Yeah. None of them are good. And, uh, you can't get a reboot off the ground. Um, right. I think it's, I think it's one of those, like it was just a perfect moment in time and it's not, you can't get it back. And like all the stuff that like, you can't like cast Jason Momoa, like that's stupid. So now this, now he looks like a Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's the idea of the crow that. is he looks like a regular also, guy. I mean, yeah, in the comics he was ripped, but like he wasn't enormous. He was just, you know, those, that's kind of what Brandon Lee is. He's lean. He's live. He, you know what I mean? He's like me. Uh, well, Tom, uh, right? Tom Hiddleston will make a great crow. I thought uh, Dev Patel, you know, would be a that'd be cool actually. Ooh. Oh my god! Now I want to watch that movie. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was a joke. <laughs> Dev Patel crow. Oh. Oh, let's all okay. Let's all recast it right now. Everybody go. All right. And uh, but Alex Garland to direct. What do you think about that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, sold. I also just don't want to see. Get it, let's get it off the ground. I don't want to see. I got anyone, money in the bank. Uh, I Jack don't Black. See anyone do a oh. bad '90s like facelift to be like this is the '90s still, right? Like grunge and all this stuff that was just like no, the aesthetic works then. You can't mimic that shit now, right? Yeah, it's 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, now, I, now I, I think now you would you have, have a CGI crow movie. doing a bunch of shit that you didn't need. Which was a raven. What right. if you got a Happy Madison production, David Spade playing the crow? Boom. Yeah. No? He's killing people with his huge dick. All right. Um, anything else about the movie? It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, That's one of those movies. I mean, it's yeah, like I, I did talk about it for an hour and a half. So, yeah. you know, if you want to dig into the old flyover. No, over, I'm going to bleep you out. If you <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to do it again. Well, I did a deep dive. People might want to be, you know. I mean, we, we, we uh, only touched this so up. much. I'm going to link it down. Um, you want them in you, Brian? <laughs> so deep. <laughs> oh, I'll no. bite down on something. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Yeah, that was a fantastic movie. Uh, I didn't take a single note. That's this is the first time I've ever, uh, in a for a, one of our movies that I, I just watched it, enjoyed it, because I knew like the conversation would bring up stuff. It has been added. We talked about Tony Todd and uh, Michael Wincott. Should, should, we should also shout out uh, from um, no shit. Now I'm gonna have to forget. I'm gonna forget his name. But from Commando and from the Warriors, and he plays T Bird. Oh uh, uh, yeah. And he's he's amazing in this too, and I. It's a fantastic death too. Yeah, yeah, he's got he gets a little special treatment, special attention. You know, longest Yard remake, another Happy Madison production. They're just stop it! No, nobody's I'm gonna sorry. Happy Madison. Why? Why are you like this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go to the ratings. Ratings phase. Ratings phase. Yo. Ratings phase. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Like I said, thank you for making me watch it. Uh, absolutely adored it. I, like I said, I think I even the perfect time for me to watch it. Um, I warm up for Halloween. Yeah, I'm adding it to my Halloween rotation. Just that Devil's Night movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Mischief Night, Devil's Night, wherever, yeah. wherever you grew up in the country. Um, no, so my rating would definitely be, uh, I think like. 8.6 holes in hands. Um, high rating. I just, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It. Yeah, it's one it of just, those. Does, I don't know how to. Say, I don't know how to explain it verbally, but like, I get it. I, well, get it. I think it just because it does. It holds up very well because it's it's very much of the era, but like they didn't overdo. It's got a couple of wank, wonky, you know, special yeah. effects shots. A lot of times because they had to, not because they wanted to, you I know, and, and stuff like that. But I feel like it it very much feels like that, like the early to mid 90s, like 93, 94 uh, goth culture, yeah. you know, kind of the birth of the goth movie, you know, stuff. So, so I do want to mention one thing because <laughs> for a while I would only, if anyone ever mentioned The Crow, I would just think of the South Park bit with Satan for his sweet 16 and he was like I'm gonna dress up as the crow the crow and then he sees it's a great bit he sees Brandon Lee down in hell and he's like hey man that's not cool I'm supposed to be wearing a crow outfit and it's like hey no Satan it's me Brandon he was like oh well then get him out of here he didn't wear a costume <laughs> Fuck. It, you know I, I, that's where my brain went to for years because that episode it's a good episode all right, I'm. Um, I think it's called Hell on Earth 2006 or some shit. I'm gonna rate it next. Um, fun fact: When I was a kid, maybe 12 years old or 11 years old, I begged my mom to dress up as the crow, and she went to Party City and she came back 
with a costume that was a purple vest, a top hat, and makeup to do the crow. So I was... Do we have a photo? I don't think I'll have the photo if I yeah. do this here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had the crow makeup, but I had a purple shiny vest, <laughs> a top hat, and a cape. So that was the, the crow. That was the crow. You're like the crow on his way to prom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie is so fucking... It's, it's just, it goes from A to B. Like, there's no segues. There's no tangents. It's the crow no, wakes I up. I want to see the movie. Everybody. What? I want to see the movie starring you. In oh, that, I would, that would be amazing. Just fan superimposed in. Like all the same, so... uh, same scenes, but Yusef, child Yusef. Yeah. Child, <laughs> child Yusef. Yusef. Chubby. And the vest didn't fit well because I was, you know, I was very, uh, I was a charity. So it's just like very tight, very tight. So um, funny. I did not, that is worth this yeah, whole episode. Yeah, facts. Um, but I fucking loved it. I was like, this is not the crow, but I have the makeup on. I am the crow. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, very straightforward movie, fun, uh, great performance, good action, solid practical effects. It's a uh, it's a uh, nine. Oh, except that one that killed Brandon Lee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it was no, I'm not gonna say that. Um, nine out of ten. I didn't say it. Nine out of ten. I didn't say oh, it. Shot. Nine out of ten. Um, nine out of ten. Brandon Lee's in heaven. Okay. Um, I love this movie. Out of all the flyover movies you've done, which are probably all my own, this is the only pick that I've probably seen the most out of them all. Um, this one easily for me. We didn't mention her. She doesn't play a big role in it, other than like the hugging and the shadow scene. But I'm giving this a hard nine, and that's how many fucking bearings this girl had to change in her skateboard for riding it in the rain <laughs> so goddamn much. So I'm saying eight with one extra, just because you gotta have that one extra in case one wheel seizes up on you. I love this movie. I think it was a great pick, especially good for Joe to get this under his belt as like. Because I'm surprised, man. I've seen your Blu-ray collection. Your DVD no, it, it would be a movie I should be really yeah. into. That's why, like, <laughs> it's it, it's why I kind of gave my little spiel of like I'm glad I saw it now and not when like I was like, yeah. well, the best movie, top five movies ever when I was like 16, and was Fight Club, and I still think that's a good movie, but like at 16, like for some of the wrong reasons. Yeah, you that's know, like I new right. Yeah, I feel like oh, it's, yeah. it's right in there. It's one I'm afraid to revisit. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it doesn't hold it's up. Moonstock Saints was one I didn't get into, though, because I have a weird fucking th- psychologically with movies where you I hate the Irish bunch of Italians. Just admit it. Just say you hate the Irish. Yeah, I just built want, into you. I want a bunch of wops in a movie, and that's, that's it. That's right. <laughs> I can say it. That's right. our word. We're taking it back. That's our word. I took Guinea back. <laughs> uh, Brian, close it out, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, this is a hard movie for me to be objective about, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. This is like a nine. It, I could almost probably get it to a 10, but I feel like I'd be pushing it. Um, but I mean, goddamn, incredible cast. Yes. Incredible adaptation. Like it does truly adapt the comic very well. Um, and just. And also go watch Dark City too. Alex Proyas, other next movie after this, Dark City kicks so much ass. Um, 
You can no, find me on Twitter at Hershkeliz. No. Everybody, do your outros. Let's do that. No way, what's the pick? Oh, we gotta pick a movie. Oh shit! I Have you done this show before? Have you done this? No, fucking I'm sorry. Show? You told me to dump out. I thought it was time to go. Mm. Was it my pick? Cool. So, Uh-oh. just to keep it with the theme, even though we'll be in October next time we record, uh, the boys are coming to Jersey for uh, my wedding ceremony. Jersey girl, Kevin. Smith. One at one at your anniversary party. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but they're coming, and I can't wait. And uh, I was trying to think of something that I love, but also sums up uh great friendships we've had over the last few years and uh i went with the really corny choice of uh i love you man i think uh it's a fantastic movie i think it's a really good movie about weddings and like male friendship so i'm really excited to watch it i mean when i watch i haven't seen that since right around the time it came out so i actually watched it the other day i bought it on blu-ray yeah it's 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 a really fun movie i think it will fit our little post post seeing each other theme and I like uh it. I, like it. Yeah, I love you I love you men I love you I love you men ish he is on the on the yeah, he's talking he's talking to me uh, alright where can the people find you TJ you guys are on Flyer State of Film YouTube uh, you guys can find me at TJ Dex not saying mean things I'm gonna try not saying mean things for one week one week straight how long do you guys think that'll last? Well, um, Until another trailer for something comes out, you can't help it's yourself. It's fucking shit, Brian. Anyway, <laughs> love y'all. <laughs> Ryan. I did mine earlier when I fucked it up, remember? All right, Joe. <laughs> you could find me at Flyer State of Fear, which is on the Flyer State of Film YouTube channel. Uh, but all of September, we are on a hiatus. Until October, we will have... The same release schedule as we did. Yeah, and check Angle One on. We have a bunch of uh, cool guests on schedule, and feel like uh, the boys are gonna TJ eventually is gonna do episode maybe. TJ will be on. We just literally should have recorded this month, but I. And then, and then Brian and I, I really want to get back in the in that sweet pocket of horror. Women be shopping. Bye. Bye.